Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning. This is more than just a podcast. Hippocast. It is, well, we're still going to call it season eight. No. Uh, yeah. Episode 35. I, I, I don't think we can call it season nine until... No, but it's summertime special too, isn't it? Well, I guess so, but I, I like to keep to the right format. And as you can hear already, um, it's uh, it's myself and Nigel. Uh, no George, no John. We did invite them along, uh, but they already had plans on a Monday night. Um, so, George... Uh, sorry, you're not George... Um, Nigel, where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my shed. Uh, hang on, hang on, I'm not quite ready. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so, uh, we're in the middle of the summer, uh, no games, uh, players on holiday, um, but we, we've come up with a running order. I'm not sure it's going to be a three-hour podcast, but we'll we see where it takes us. We we start these things, and suddenly one hour goes by, two hours goes by, etc. But we'll we see where this one takes us. So let's start, uh, Nigel, with a transfer update. That's what most people want to hear about nowadays. Um, and do you know what the transfer update is? Uh, yeah, because you tell me all the time. <laughs> there is no transfer update. <laughs> I mean... We it is there is nothing. Um, I spoke to a senior source last night. Hold up! I um, thought we were scouting players in the under twenty one tournament. Hang on, let me get oh, on sorry. to that. I'm just talking about signing players, sorry. not yeah. about oh, oh. scouting. Goes on all the time, so um, we're not intimate to sign any players. There, there are no sales outbound. So look, outbound. We still want Hernandez to be sold. He's coming back from holiday next Monday because he didn't play in internationals. Uh, We still want to sell Obiang, who's also coming back on Monday. That's where they all have to report back to Rush Green on the 1st of July. We still want to sell Reese Oxford, although Oatsburg Oatsburg are are not going to buy him, whether he'll go to West Brom or not. At the moment, no interest. We still want to sell Sam Byram. We still want to sell Jordan (laughs) Hugel. 
<laughs> Guess what? Yeah. There's no bids for in for any of them. It is a surprise. Um, and, and in some ways, the cupboard is slightly bare, although we've got a budget, we've all talked about 30 million plus outbound sales. Um, we do need some cash. We've got to pay a very big overdraft back of 23 million in July. And guess what? We haven't paid anything for Fornells yet. So even though Pablo Fornells is... Um, well, we must have paid a deposit. Well, yes and no. Um, my understanding is because he doesn't become a player until the 1st of oh, yes. July, yes, 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 the yes. money is not due to the 1st of July. So, so technically, no, all players, all contracts go to the 30th of June and start on the 1st of July. And it's sort of a uniform thing across most of the footballing world this um, 30th of June. So he doesn't technically, and, and the same with Dave Martin and uh, Roberto, they all become players on the 1st of July. So guess what? Better in our bank than theirs. Our first deposit, probably, I'm guessing, about $8 million, um, about a third of the price, gets gets transferred on, on the 1st of July. Um, but if you look at West Ham accounts, and you know I do, you'll see we don't always have a lot of money in the bank in the summer. So quite how we're going to do some big deals, I don't know yet. I mean, it's possible the owners might ingest some cash. Stick it they on may, the slate. Chalk it up they, on the board. They may be waiting to get another uh, short-term loan, like an overdraft from um, media rights and funding, which is funded, as we know, by Michael Tabor. Well, the fact um, that they've done that every year. Yeah. I think cash flow, cash flow. says that that's what they'll do with it. Anyway, um, outbound, Fernandez, sorry, Hernandez, well, we, we don't seem to be, his destination seems to Fernandez be. Fernandez and Andes. Has he got a new name? Then? Valencia, but uh, that doesn't seem to be happening. Uh, I'm not sure Valencia have got any money. And if you've been following that, let's move on to the inbound. Let, I mean, I still understand Gomez is our target. You'll go, it's a smokescreen. A lot of people have made an analogy of, oh, Carlos Backer, here we go. The analogy I've made is Philippe Anderson, because Philippe Anderson, if you remember last year, was, oh, it, it dragged on and dragged on and dragged on. Do you know what date we signed him in the end? Uh, no. 15th of July. Wow. People say, yeah, people say, oh, we got the business done. You know, Pellegrini likes to get his business done early. But Philippe Anderson was the 15th of July. So there's hope yet. It's yeah, I like to think it was a Philippe Anderson kind of deal and not a Carlos Backer kind of deal. I don't think we are going to pay. Our bid was 25 million. I think we go up to 35. He's still on Copa America in Brazil um, tournament. That doesn't finish the 7th of July. He's entitled to holidays. Everyone else is. Uh, after they finish their international duty. And I still think he's our number one target. And if we can get him for around 35 million, I don't think Valencia can do the deal. They keep on trying to throw in more players. They're throwing in a centre-back, a striker, and 10 million euros. And Celt Vigo are going, you know, we <laughs> we want cash. We don't want your loads of your players. And, and, and they've got their own FFP problems. Um can't we offer them Obiang? One would think we can. He's Spanish, if, isn't he? Oh, Pedro. But Pedro uh, wants to go to Italy. He's got his heart. He's got family in Italy. He's got his heart set 
go to back to Italy. And he was promised that he could go back to Italy. Uh, but the <laughs> domino effect, not, not enough bids come in. Look, we've been linked with Joan Jordan. I didn't know if I said this at the last podcast. It ain't going to happen. He was a plan C. So Gomez was the first one. That's Andre Gomez who decided to go to Everton, as we talked before. Pablo Fornells was our second choice, which we landed for around £24 million. And if we hadn't got him, our third choice was Joan Jordan. Now that we've signed um, Fornells, who scored two in two, obviously, in the under-21 uh, Spanish team, um, we're not going after Joan Jordan. Most of these others, when you hear midfielder, 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 don't believe it. What about Joan Jett? Jett? Can we put in an offer in? For who? Joan Jett. I don't know who Joan Jett is. I'm, I'm oh, sure you're just having a laugh at me. Um, as for other signings, and I think you alluded to one that I did a little picture of yesterday, um, we are scouting, you know, the way that Pellegrini and Mario work is there are a lot of alternatives for strikers and they have got alternatives if they don't land Maxi Gomez. Quite what beyond we will get beyond one striker is another thing. And I think we're going to be left with, and I've said it before, some loans, some freebies, some cheapies uh, after landing a striker. If you think that we're going to spend, we're going to get a lot more, apart from a striker, we're going to get a lot more uh, different high-level players. I just don't see it. A, strike, a, a big striker, a big name will, uh, around 35 million, I think. Well, that no, would be I, I mean, if we've done, how much is four nails? 24 mil. So 24 mil to four nails. Uh, Gomez, you think 35. 35. So my CSE grade four maths tell me that's 59 million. Yeah. Is it? No. So, yeah, um, 59 million. So, therefore, any other transfer deals relies on recouping 20 million of the four nails bit. Money and more so. Well, I, I still think we rely on on a lot of the other players. Don't Hernandez you know, fancy Celta Vigo? Um, I don't think so. No, <laughs> not what I've heard. I've not had that mentioned. Bloody fussy, any? Um, I've heard the MLS mentioned. I've heard Valencia mentioned. Um, well, Valencia got no money. <laughs> Valencia got no money. Yeah. And that happened before. They wanted to loan him. And this is the problem with Valencia. Talk, talking of that, um, of course, a story came up that um, Marseille are in a bit of financial trouble, must sell by the end of June. I hear this story every year. And that um, that um, Dimitri Payet may be available as, as as cheap as like six or seven million euros. And he's been linked with a, a a move back to England with either Everton, Leeds, or I forget what. Oh, West Brom. Um, would you take him? What's well, West Brom? Yeah, it's West Ham. Oh, to West, Ham. to West Ham. I, I mean, I don't. It, the fact that I don't see him as some kind of snake or traitor. Or I just see him as a. But he's thirty-five years old now. I think he's younger than that. To be fair, yeah. I think you've aged him. I think he's 32. Have I aged him? I think you've aged him. Is he him. only 32? Um, 
So, well, that's so, probably, I'm thinking of Adebayor, which is another transfer. Oh, really? Yeah, got to be ridiculous. Um, I swear you pull these names out of the hat sometimes. There must be that, like that a one... gun-to hat that you, you know all you IT no, came from the sun. Come on, and you and you go right. Who's next? Roll it around. Oh, it's like the FA Cup draw, isn't it? Oh, we've only pulled Adebayor. Yeah, out, you're right. Dimitri Payet is only 32. Yeah. Um, no, Adebayor was a sun story and predictable one but who who would take him at 35 years old uh well so it depends i don't know where's he been playing i thought he'd retired he's been playing <laughs> uh I, I should know this come on google hurry up um adobe or wikipedia turkey has he been in turkey yes he's been in istanbul oh right well there you go then um He's, I mean, no, you got, you know, that that is a no, no, isn't it? I mean, it, you know, newspapers like websites have got to get traffic this time of year. It's called silly season for a reason, and um, you just got to read Twitter to see why it's called silly season. To be fair, about Ravel Morrison, uh, got the ump that everybody said he stormed out of a Swedish club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, loads we, of people going. Oh, give it. You know, he should come back yeah, to. Um, people look Pellegrini. back. We, we've missed the eyed. You know, they look at his Tottenham goal and the, the brief glimpses of talent that he had. But what they fail to look at is he treated this club so disrespectfully. Everybody yeah. blames Allardyce, but it, you know, it wasn't Allardyce that when we played Man United and. And he then failed to turn up for the next game because he decided to stay in Manchester on a bender for three, four days at Christmas when we really needed him. And the club didn't know where he was to put out he was injured. And then it turns up, you know, three games later or two games later, Mm -hmm. he wasn't injured. People forget all that. You know, that's disrespectful to the fans because he couldn't be bothered to come back to the club after the Manchester away game. So, you know, I'd rather have pay it back. Than, than Morrison and I don't really want Payette back because I prefer to remember him you know he's had his day isn't he he's on the you're getting him yeah. on the downward this is yeah. the problem for years and years we bought these players and we're getting them on the downward we're not getting them on the upward for now is great signing he's on the up you know yeah, he's got no, record he's not great but ignore that he's a youngster and they get a lot of games of subs and they'll grow into it and he's proved he's got all right it's, he's under 20, he's 23 playing against 21 year olds, so he's like an overage player, isn't he? For the under 21s, so I think he's 23 anyway. I'm guessing now, but anyway, well, he, like uh, John, uh, Jean Philippe, uh, Philippe, uh, Mateta, is it who's the under 20, uh, 21 year old French know. man striker playing for the French in the under 20 who's allegedly being scouted at the moment? Oh, right. One for the future. Apparently, we tried to sign him last June. Yeah. Um, we didn't land him. He went to Mainz for Mainz, Mainz for for like nine million pounds. Um, Newcastle are after him. I'm not sure now after they lost Benitez today. Um, they have offered between seventeen and twenty two, along with um, Southampton. Uh, they're holding out for as much as thirty five. Hmm. Well, it's, it's amazing. 
the money. Why is it that all players we're after are, are valued so high, but all <laughs> players are valued so low? Can you explain because that? Because we're, we're looking at buying players, because we're, from abroad, we were looking at the Premier League, and when you look at Huddersfield, 16 points, banked £100 million, and then go and compare that to, say, you know, a team finishing fifth and sixth in the Spanish league or fifth and sixth in the German league, and they're probably banking 35 to 40 million pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talk about this later, actually, you, when we get on to the yeah, valuation. You can see why that when they look at it, it players are always dearer. Wages are always higher because there's more money in the Premier League. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, as I said, nothing really uh, built up for a big transfer update. There is no transfer update. So if you hear that there's there's this about to sign in the next week or two, take it with a big pinch of salt. I've got a really good authority. There is nothing imminent. There is nothing about to sign in the next few days. Nothing to sign in next week. Probably nothing to sign in the next two weeks. So until you get into sort of maybe 10th of July, mid-July, I really don't see any movement. That's going to be a bit boring and slight self-defeatist for, for me writing at Clarence Hugh. But I, I'm telling the truth. Nothing's on round the corner at the moment. Except Nathan Trott joined um, our local Surrey side, AFC Wimbledon. Uh, don't say our, because it's your. All right, my. I, I work in Wimbledon, by the way. So uh, literally, uh, AFC Wimbledon uh, in Kingston are literally round the corner. Uh, and in fact, they've got a crowdfunding trying to buy themselves a stadium back in Wimbledon in Plough Lane at the moment. That's another story. They've got it, haven't they? Well, they've got the planning permission, but they haven't got the money. Oh, and so they doing... started it? No. So oh. they're, 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 um, they're trying to get the money they're, and they're saying... What is the link be... between Wimbledon's new ground and West Ham United? Greyhounds. West Ham United. Yeah, Greyhounds. Right, well, expand on that then. Come on in. Well, I don't know, but I know it's going to be Greyhounds. Is it? Right. Both owners, um, the owners of West Ham built Wimbledon Greyhound. <laughs> uh, that is correct. Track. Yes. Yay! <laughs> yes. Yeah. See, I do listen to you So sometimes. the Kearns family uh, yeah. who, who owned and operated uh, Wimbledon Greyhound track, which is where they want to build their new um, yeah. and speedway team. Yeah. So, Nathan Trott going to AFC Wimbledon. Good move for the boy? Yeah, I think so. It's why we say uh, signed David Martin. Yeah, and, um, and by the way, they've got no keeper at the moment. Their keeper left. So, he will go straight in at number one, play gaming week in, week out. Probably have to save a lot of goals if I know AFC Wimbledon. I know a few I mean, AFC Wimbledon season ticket holders. It'll get you supply at West Ham then, won't he? Yeah, and, and Wally Downs. You remember Wally Downs is, is the AFC Wimbledon manager. Oi. What? Uh, Sorry. used to work on. Did he just work under Allardyce or did he work under... Um, Didn't Hubbard's... Grant bring him in? I think you're right. I think Avram Grant. Avram Grant brought him in. Good, good link there. Avram Grant to Newcastle, little rumour I heard. That can't be true, can it? Well, he's cheap, isn't he? Um, apparently, the odds have been slashed on Newcastle getting relegated today. This afternoon when yeah. they broke. When, when um, Benitez, the, the, I know. Sometimes, I suppose, it's, you look at it as a football fan, you feel for the Newcastle fans um, because they've got, you know, if, for much of my hatred of Golden Sullivan and what they've done, you know, Ashley, I can't see why he's sticking around now. 
Well, because no one else has offered him what he values the business. Well, at. yeah, but there gets a point surely where you you know saying that he lost a lot of dough on Debenhams, didn't he? Yeah. So yeah, he, he ain't got the he ain't got the money, perhaps. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm I say they're the local side. I think I'm going to go and watch Nathan on a couple of games since it's it's local and and go and watch him play for AFC Wimbledon. I've got high hopes for the young lad. Who also I mean, changed his name a couple of years ago. Bermuda to England, by the way. Oh, was he? Which I know you don't like. Yeah. Has he played for the Bermuda first team? Uh, I don't know. No, youth team. Right, well, there you go. I ain't got a problem with it. Oh, you haven't got a problem with that, have you? No, if you, uh, 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 the only problem I've got is if you wear the, the first team as an international cap, you don't really go, oh, how many under-21 caps you run. You know, we don't look at Mark Noble as an international player. So he played England youth yeah. in under 21s. So as yeah. soon as you pull on the shirt for a first team game or international, a full international cap, that should be your lot. You know? I'm, I'm just checking that I'm right. Good old Google again um, to uh, just check whether I'm right on that fact. What, Nathan so- Trot? Nathan Trot, yeah. So is that where he's from, Bermuda? Bermuda, he's born in Bermuda, yeah. Oh, right. Because you know who else we got from Bermuda, didn't you? So he's not the first Bermudan. I mean, do you know what? He hasn't got his own wiki page. Oh, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh, right. That's a, a bummer, out, isn't it? Uh, I'm, let me look at his transfer. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say. It says he's played for Bermuda, but not. Oh, anyway, I'm, I'm sure answers on a postcard. Anyway, let's move on. I'm, I'm, I think it's a good move for the boy. I do think he's going to be our number one one day. Um, come back and. Um, I don't. I'll be surprised, to be honest. I'll be surprised if he can't. Right. If he, well, come on in brains. You know, we've got a couple of hours to fill today. Yeah. Last goalkeeper to play regularly in West Ham's first team to come through our youth team. Ernie someone? No. After him. You think an Ernie Gregory for a start? Yeah, Ernie Gregory. No. Who, who played in our youth team in the 1930s. Oh, by the way, just to say, he's played in Bermuda under-17s. Yeah, so. Uh, and before he moved to the England under-19s, he currently plays for the England under-20s. Yeah. Right. Um, you, sorry, you're dodging question this is, question. Yeah, my question was. I don't know one. I can't think. Uh, Phil Parks obviously came from somewhere else. QPR. Um, uh, all the goalkeepers I can think of never started at West Ham. There you go. So that's why I don't think Trot will do it. Shall I tell you the answer? Go on. What's the answer? Mervyn Day. Mervyn Day. Fingers, of course. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Walker wasn't one of ours then. No, he he had he is a Walsall legend. Yeah, he sounds a bit East Indy when I, when I was listening to the uh, interview. Uh, with yeah, on. I've heard him talk before. I, I I don't know where he's from, but he he says you a lot, and I, it reminded me of you. And I thought, oh. I don't know why. <laughs> well, because you said use a lot, use a lot. He, uh, I I don't know if he started off his career or. Uh, he, he's, he's apparently he's made the cut at the tournament Pebble Beach Golf Jimmy Walker <laughs> perhaps I should put Jimmy Walker football. have you heard the interview yet it's quite funny no I, I've, I've I've been in a room with him and listened uh, you know not 
thing, but I, I think he was he he did. He was really good at a KUMB uh, end of season awards do in Stratford a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Walker, uh, born nineteen seventy three in Sutton in Ashfield. Youth career okay. was with Notts County. So oh, right. Sutton okay. in Ashfield is in Nottinghamshire. Yeah, so not East End at all. No. Um, anyway, uh, plug for our rival podcast, but it's worth a listen on West Hamway podcast. It is, he is very, very funny. It's a three hour we long don't have podcast, rivals We don't have rivals. They're all one big happy podcast family in the West Ham. Way apart from shit, um, go on. Oh, yeah, I like the guys over yeah. at Stop. Well, you Hamlet probably time. read The Guardian or or, or, or something else, no, I don't read the yeah. I anyway, uh, let's talk about the squad. The squad, one week to go. The squad, uh, one week's time. The squad will be back at Rush Green. I'm sure you know what happens. They come back from their holidays, they have to their blood's tested, uh, their fitness is tested, they have to do bleep tests and fitness tests they're weighed let's <laughs> see if they put on any weight um so that will be any player that didn't wasn't in international action um fabianski and marco Anatovic were involved in the uefa 2020 qualifiers so they come back a week later on the 7th declan rice obviously played for england in the uefa nations league finals he comes back a week later um three players are still out on tournaments do you know who they are uh, Masuaku. Yeah, he's in Egypt for the African Cup of Nations. He's his DR Congo is still in it. Um, he's in Group A, bottom of Group A. Doesn't finish the nineteenth of July, by the way. Uh, who else? There's probably we've probably got obviously four nows. Is at the four under twenty one tournament. Italy with Spain, yeah. the European oh. under twenty ones. They're in the semi final yeah. this Thursday final on the 7th next month uh, no on Sunday 30th of June South Korea still in the Women's World Cup is it chosen one no it's not I wasn't talking about that <laughs> there's one more player still in a tournament is there is there a tournament going or well, Copa oh so is, have we got South so America? We, we've done the Copa America we've done the under 23s and 21s sorry, sorry yeah no sorry we, we haven't done, done Copa, Copa America, America. So got, oh it's Buena well Buena He's yeah, he's in the Paraguay squad yeah. uh, in Brazil. Uh, th- they actually need a draw tonight in uh, the Group C clash between Japan and Ecuador to Japan get through. Japan and Ecuador. Yeah. Otherwise, they're it, going home. Sorry, is this? <laughs> I might be a bit thick here. What is this tournament? The Copa Copa America. Oh, this ain't the South American one. Is, is this all well, America? I don't. Copa America with Japan in it. Yeah, I don't thick. know. Yeah, I don't know. But I, is it isn't isn't weren't um Qatar in one of these as well? And people are going, well, what's going on? Are Brazil going to be in the European Listen, one? Next? If, if Australia can be in the Eurovision Song Contest these days, I'm sure these tournaments can be. Uh, let's you know, let's look it up then. Copa America, because I I thought that was just South American teams. Yeah, well, it obviously isn't because Japan are playing tonight. Uh, he'd probably be open tonight because I can't see them drawing and I can't see him going any further. If he does go all the way, uh, the final's not till the 7th of July. 
And of course, each of these people still in tournaments are contractually obliged to get extra holiday. So depending on how many times they've played, they either get one week or two weeks after their tournament finishes before they join up. Um, if So they start back at Rush Green next week, Monday. Uh, as I said, the second lot come back on the 7th. They fly off, I think, around week commencing the 7th. It will be either the Monday or Tuesday, 7th or 8th, to Switzerland. Um, they've got a pre-season friendly. I can't remember who they're playing on the 11th of July. Um, they come back. They have a few days rest with their family. Then they fly off to China to face Man City on the 17th of July. They've got a second game that will probably be not for the final, but third or fourth place on the 20th of July. They fly back again, a couple of days rest. Then they've got um, pre-season friendly against Fulham on the 27th of July. Craven Cottage. And then they've got the famous Betway Cup against Athletic Bilbao. Uh, on European the giants, Sean, come on. On <laughs> At the London Stadium on the 3rd of August. And of course, one week later, the Premier League starts on the 10th of August at home against Manchester City. <laughs> the football, it's coming, it's coming. It's coming back. Football is finally coming back. Can't wait. Are you going to any of them? Uh, I might take in a couple under twenty-one games that are probably yet to be announced. Like, you're not going to Switzerland, no. Are you not going to China, <laughs> no? Are you going to Craven Cottage? Fifty-fifty. I might go to that actually. Fifty-fifty. Are you going to the Betway Cup? Uh, no. No, it doesn't do it for me. My mum's seventieth birthday, you know. It's a and I assume you are going to uh, the the opener against. Uh, I am planning to be there. Yes. Yeah. Cool. There you go. Uh, the players are on their way back. Uh, four nails, though. I think, obviously, because he's still in, you know, likely to be in the final. I think. Um, I think it will be a Spain Germany final, uh, probably. We won't see him till uh, we might not even see him in Switzerland, if I'm honest with you, unless he he, he cut short his holiday. Um, he, he certainly will probably go out with them to China, but but unlikely to join them in Switzerland. If he if he joins them in Switzerland, it will be quite late. So anyway, as you know, it's been a really quiet time. So we've got at Clarence Hugh, we've had to come more and more inventive of what what we can write about. Well, that's saying a lot, because you lot can be pretty inventive over at Claret and Hugh, if I don't say I know, I know, I know. So today, I wrote a story. Did you? How much I valued uh, the squad at. And I want to just run it through you and see see if you value... Go on, save me reading it. Yeah. Right, start with goalkeepers. I give no value for Roberto or David Martin, because they came in free, so I don't think they've got any second-hand value. Okay. Let's start with Fabianski. 12 million. 12. You're very generous. So that I gave him eight. Um, so defenders, Fredericks. Uh, Frankie Fredericks. What's really, uh, he's, a, he's about, um, he's 10 million. Okay. I, I have two extra. I put 12. Right. Zabaleta, no value. I put Byram. Uh, 500 grand. I put him at 3 million. Uh, Are you sorry, biting this just, down, by the way? I should add it up, shouldn't I? Do you want me to get a calculator up and yeah. do it as a go? Can along? you get yours for your one? Yeah. yeah. Let's start with All that. Right. So let's go 12. back. Hold up, ship. So I've got 12. 
plus. And you said eight. You said eight for Fredericks. Eight for Fredericks. Plus. Let's call it a million for. Let's not do half oh, a million. One. A million for Byron. Creswell. Uh, Creswell, I would book as probably uh, eight. I put nine. Close. Okay. Masuaku. Oh, I, he's, he's round about eight to ten. I'd go eight again. Yeah. I put him as eight. Yeah. He's a Diop. Ooh. Uh, at the moment, I would book him as. I don't think all this raging about. See, me, I'd look for 30 million to 35. <sighs> See, I went 50. Well, I'll go 35 then. Okay. Uh, Obona. Uh, 14. Wow, I went seven. Oh, right. Uh, Bobana. 10. 20. Winston Reed. Oh, five. I went five there. We've agreed on one. Ben Johnson. No, that dirty cheat. Um, not the, uh, oh, not the runner. Uh, well, I don't really know who he is, to be fair. Um, but I'd, I'd, I'd f- probably, if you look at what we sold, probably like three million. Yeah, I went five. Uh, and finally, Reese Oxford in the defender. Well, I'd, I'd, we should get six for him. I went four. Okay, so put that down. Right, ready for midfielders. Yeah, Declan Rice. Uh, 50. I went 80. <laughs> Um, Carlos Sanchez. Who? Carlos Sanchez. Oh, him. Uh, it's five if we're lucky. You're joking. I've put a million. I think we bought him for two. There's no way you can get five for him anyway. Oh, right. um, fine, you put down what you want. Jack Wilshere. I think he's a £20 million player if he's fit. Wow. I put 10. All oh, right. What are you going to say? 20. Okay. We're gambling that he's fit. You know, like this is... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fit. We're fit. If fit. Yeah. Pedro Obiang. 12. Wow, I put eight. Mark Noble. Um, I'd, If we were selling him, we'd probably give him a free transfer, to be fair, out of loyalty, so he could have a nice payday. But yeah, Mark Noble, how old is he? 32. You'd probably be lucky to get six, I'll go. Oh, I went six, exactly. Yeah. Josh Cullen. Um, a young player, not really played in the Premier League. Off four. I went two. Manuel Lanzini. Uh, I'd like to see 25 for him, but then again... Hey! I've won 25, 25 well. yeah. All right, let's go 25. Philippe Anderson. 45. I went 50. Uh, Yamalenko. Yamalenko, 25. I went 20. Uh, Mikel Antonio. 20 for Mikel Antonio. Yeah, I went 20. Ro- Robert, Roberto Snodgrass. Oh, uh, five. I went six. Grady Digana. Uh, three. I went five. Pablo Fornells. I put 25 million. Oh, well, let's put that in. in that. Connor Coventry. One. Never heard of him. Okay, he did play in the first team. Nathan Holland. A lot has been said about him. Not really seen him. Two. Okay, finally, let's go to the forwards. Mm, this will be the most contentious. Mako Anautovic. 15 million. 
I've gone 30 and I thought I was being... I don't think... The boys you on the dance 15. slope, yeah. All right. Chikorito. Uh, I'll take 10. I'm being generous. Yeah, I put 10. Two more left. Jordan Hugill. Three. I went six. And finally, Zanti Silva. See, it's hard. He's one for the future, but I don't know if we do it. Again, I'll, I'll be generous and go four. Okay. Well, so my total valuation, and you're going to say it's a fix because it's a really round number, is 450 million. What is yours? Well, uh, the reason I went four for Zanti Silva because he made it 390 million. So not a mile away. By the way, the re- the reason I did this is Football London did a valuation based on transfer market valuations. It only came to three transfer market well, valuations. What do you mean? Well, transfer market website give a valuation their own valuation market value. But that's just player. a made up website, isn't it? Yeah, I know it is. I, they always seem to run the value. It makes me laugh. People take this thing because it's called transfer market. Like that is the actual market where people are transferred. It's just yeah. a website like Claret and You. They can make anything up they want. Yes. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Oh, what was that? Is that flies? What's that? Sort of zzz, zzz, no? Oh, right. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> where are we now? Well, I'm in my shed. I know, but I'm I'm just seeing where we are on the running order. So we've done our uh, valuation. Yeah. Are we, are we, we're not on whistle yet, are we? Are we? We're not. Hang on. Because uh, I've lost the running order. Hang on a minute. Hang oh, on a minute. Professional as okay. ever, people. Yeah. Uh, Socios. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. I should have gone to Wissa. Uh Right, Socios. So let, let me say my piece first. Um, Socios was announced uh, in April. And, and I run a story on Clarence You in April saying, this is a new partnership. Based on blockchain blockchain technology, um, and it was tried at um, Arsenal and it failed. Uh, I didn't really put anything about it. It's been tried before and it's failed at Arsenal. A few days later, I followed that up with a story in Clarence Hugh on the fifth. uh, Sorry, on the second of May, saying that the FSF criticised it as the exploitation and the monetization of fans. And it really all went quiet after that because there was not a lot of details. In recent weeks, a number of social media accounts and websites have come together to create a group against Socius. Um, I, I forget the tagline, why pay for um, for fan or everything. They have got a catchy uh, <laughs> a tagline, which I forget. And and I, I was baited on on social media to say, well, what you need to write a third article. So I actually reached out to the club and asked them about Socius and what it really meant because I didn't really know. And I also spoke to Socius themselves um, by speaking to various people in the marketing department. Wrote an article. Um, what they've said, and I'll say that, and then I'll say my personal position is. Voting is only one small part of it. They're going to give a lot of tokens away. Season ticket holders are going to get some. Other people are going to get some. Um, The value of tokens are going to be quite small, but they wouldn't reveal what it was. The voting is going to be on trivial things, such as trivial polls, 
things for fun, not important decisions. And that, yes, they, the, the most serious they may do is something like Man of the Match, but only if Socius sponsors Man of the Match. And at the moment, by the way, Man of the Match is decided by 10 people in a box who happen to sponsor the match ball. Uh, and therefore, they get to decide who they want to meet. So, and not the most scientific thing. Anyway, so if we are to believe both the club and Socius, the voting element is going to be trivial. It's not going to be for things like Hammer of the Year. Hammer of the Year will still be an open vote, etc. Um, however, my own personal view is it, it doesn't do it for me. Um, it's not something I support. Um, I think fan monetization has been with us for ages. I think the, the whole Premier League is fan monetization. The cost that children have to pay for shirts, the cost they have to pay for everything, tickets, everything, is exploitation. This is another one. I don't know exactly. I mean, I'm not sure, as fans, we've got a right to tell West Ham what, what commercial deals they can and can't do. Uh whether a protest will help, I doubt they're going to suddenly change their mind and go, all right, we're going to ditch it. However, I do believe, and this is my personal view, I think it will fail. I don't think it will succeed. I don't think, I think West Ham fans are quite intelligent <clears throat> and I think they can see through the crap. And if they think they're being taken for a ride, they just will vote for their feet and not buy these bloody tokens. And for the argument that, oh, well, parents will be blackmailed into it by their children. I'm sorry, but being a parent, <laughs> there are so many things that children could blackmail with. You've just got to say no, you know? Otherwise, it wouldn't just be tokens. It would be Fortnite. It would be FIFA, bloody in-app game logins. There's, there's things everywhere. This is not just West Ham and Socius. I'm not defending Socius. I'm saying it's not for me, but I'm saying... I think it will just die on its own. I think it will launch. People go, yeah, there's my three tokens. I've done that. What's the difference? And, and, and in, in some ways, if you are going to go after them, I think you've got to go after betting and saying, should betting, should Betway be a part of football as well? In the same way, cigarettes were obviously banned from sports advertising and, and all the other things that go around it, you know, should, should you be able to charge £55 for a shirt? But... I know a lot of people are getting very cross about this. What, what's your take, Nigel? Well, the catchphrase they've got, because I've just looked at it, which surprised me because there's something I didn't realise. It's been more than a fan, which is quite yeah, catchy. That but is there. When I've Googled that, yeah. <laughs> apparently yeah. it's Socios. Oh, no, I've not looked at Socios. So I'll hold my hands up. I heard about it when you did it before, and... You know, I didn't yeah. think it's not aimed at people like me. You know me, I don't buy into things like that anyway. I just think they're fads and craps, no. and it ain't for me. So the, the the way for it to die is for the people not to buy it. I, I mean, I thought a better hashtag would have been boycott socios because it seems like being more than a fan is actually socios is his own hashtag. I don't really know a lot about them, to be fair. Um, to I don't know they've they're sort of trying to immerse themselves into into West Ham fandom. I've seen some things that I've. So actually, I think what the reason they're using "Be More on the Fan" is to get traction because that's what they're using. Their tagline: "This is the the group of people yeah. that are opposing it." 
um, say, don't pay to have your don't say. Don't pay to have your say. Yeah, all right. No, I just shows you how much notice say. I've paid for it. So um, that that's what I would say, which is right. I mean, what they're they're saying, the the, the group that have all come together, I, I agree with that. The way it's been presented is is wrong, considering the way they've behaved for me um, in regards supporters groups, which we can cover later. So the club have sort of brought this on their own back um, by doing it their own way, ignoring other people, though there's always two sides to every story. And then they come up with this right at the wrong time because people put two and two together and come up with five. Um, as I say, I won't be taking part in it. I won't be buying into it. My, I Not can't right. think of one person that I know would buy into it. But then again, I don't know what they're looking for from it. Is it a thing that people around the world would they think? I mean, it's weird to see us. Socios is have put us up with, they do Paris Saint-Germain, Juventus and us. But you saying it... I think more are coming through. I mean, what it, I don't know, is it... When you say, is it an app, what's it like, a Facebook thing, is it? I don't... This is the thing, I don't know. No, it's an app. It's an app on a phone. They're going to give away stuff and experiences, but, but you have to... I mean, normally yeah, these to... things, they get their crap anyway, aren't they? To be fair. You know, what are they going to... And this is the thing, there's a lot of things, are, are they going to, what are they going to have a say? The way they say it is they're going to, you buy these tokens and the more tokens you got, the more say you get in the running of the club. That's the way it looked to me, it was pitched. Although the club say, and associates say, there will be a limit on how many tokens yeah, but it's, it, one it, fan can it buy. Matter. In- it's still the, the way it's badged, that the more tokens you got, the more say you get in the club. Yeah, but it won't, as I say, and I'm only going what I'm saying, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, because it, it could be a lie. Uh, they will be trivial things. They won't be, shall, shall the club buy a striker, or who should we play, and, uh, well, you know, the I mean, the where pre-season. does that leave the OSB then? Because they only talk trivial stuff with you lot, didn't they? <laughs> uh, more of that later. <laughs> so... I mean, so, look, I, I'll tell you what's good. The, 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 let's say what's good at this is that people seem to have got together. Um, for all my differences with Wissa, the way it is, uh, at least they did, you know, finally, even though I feel they were a bit dragged to it, but at least they got on board with um, Amers United and um, and they've all teamed up together. So, will the club take notice, though? I, I, I actually think on this, the club may, um, and, and Socios are not going to want negative press, are they? No, and the Socios... Uh, so, what uh, have they uh, said? You know, you spoke, really I know you spoke to them, but I don't know what, what you've, you've put up. Well, what, what they said is, they said, you know, voting is a very small part of it. It won't be important decisions. They've said that there's been some inaccuracies out there. What I really want to, I mean, they they still haven't told me everything. And I really think the club failed in some ways in their marketing of this and their communication yeah. of this. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, but guess, guess what? what? Yeah, and what? guess what? 
They didn't consult the OSB again. And, and again, they had a golden opportunity to consult us on the OSB about this and say, we've got this new partnership with fan tokens. This is how we're going to pitch it. What do you think? And it wouldn't have taken a genius to go, I think, I think you need to, you know, give as much information as possible. Otherwise, people were going to think that... Um, I mean, what do they bring to the table, Socios? What, what is it, club what? I mean, this is the thing I don't get. What did the club get Money-wise? Well, my understanding is they get a lump sum, and I don't know what that is, but let's just call it quarter of a million pound, and they get a share of the revenue um, of whatever people buying tokens. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It seems... When you look at the, I don't know because you know again it's it's this it plays into the monetization of of football and Premier League football clubs, doesn't it? And West Ham's old tagline that they ditched was more than just a football club. When actually, as I've always said, they're just another football club because they seem to just follow. They could make a stand and say we're not getting involved in this, we're not going to have our fans exploited in any way possible and distance themselves from it. But but you know West Ham, do you think, well, one, as I said, the OSB has, has not been consulted and we've uh, we've reminded them again that they had an opportunity to do that. Um, and various people in the OSB have got, you know, personal strong views on this and they've put that on social media. But do you think the club are going to pay attention to this um, campaign and go, yeah, you're right. Socius, I'm no. going to bin you. Because once you've done that no, work, and that's why you, you, we've seen it in the past and had first hand dealings with it. That you know, to, to quote a phrase, the lady's not for turning. You know, but yeah. I'm just just going to quote um, the H list Hammerhead Shark on Twitter, who's one of the people. Behind the, Lovely, the campaign, along with Hammers Chat and West Ham Fan TV and KUMB and Cross Hammers, it says, I strongly oppose, uh, oppose the link between West Ham and Socius and the growing desire within the club to seemingly monetize every aspect yes. of being a fan. This is not an acceptable way to engage with supporters, and I join Hammers Chat and others in condemning yeah. this. I mean, I mean it, he is right in everything he says, and this is what boils back to what I said there about the timing couldn't be worse. Because they've, they've got a problem with not talking to... Or, no, actually, I'm not going to say that. They've got this little... They've got the spat going on between Amish United Wissa, which we'll cover about who's talking to who, who's allowing to talk to who. The OSAB, which we know people inside the OSAB do want to democratise it more. Um and they only yeah. want to go through that, use that as their vehicle, and expect Whistler and Amazon United to join the OSAB. And but, yeah, annex meeting in August. That's that's our then number you, one. That's what I'm saying. Term. Then you throw into the mix the fact is that they didn't talk about this with you. They didn't talk about the season tickets with you. You know, yeah. and therefore my little joke about you know they've only get the vote on trivial things. Well, I thought you know where does that leave the OSAB then? sort of shows it wasn't really a joke, was it? Because it is trivial stuff. I mean, when we look at everything, if we take the whole since Golden Sun have been in its club 10 years, the, uh, the OSB was set up 2011 after the relegation, I believe was the first meeting. Mm. What did we really achieve? 
Well, you and I yes, first met at that. That's well, yeah, well, that's. I met you at a bar right. over, over right. Yes, we wouldn't have met. So, uh, well, yeah. you know, but what do you know? At the end of the day, what did it really achieve? Well, it it rubber stamped the move to the uh, the London Stadium. Well, that went well, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Perhaps we can lead into it. I, I've I've had arguments with people online. I had arguments when I was on the Whistler Committee with people. I felt strongly about it. Um, the, the OSB is not a great vehicle, but it's the only vehicle. So if you're in, but we're trying yeah, to no, change what, it. I mean, within. you know, David Baker and others inside the OSB are trying to change it within to try and try and move the club to make it more democratic to make give it more power to mean we're consulted about many things do we feel like we're banging our head against a brick wall sometimes yes absolutely but have we made changes from the old sab yeah i mean yeah i can see that but i it, can see it's that, a slow yes. process and it's hard cuz do you know what they don't want to change that much and therefore it's painful sometimes of saying we need to do this. We need to do this. And we keep on pushing and we keep on pushing. But what do they want? Pushing. Do they want another Burnley? Because this is the thing. Yeah. They they created what happened at Burnley. That That, that is yeah. on, their, on, on their watch. And they created it. It's on their heads. The people that run the club. Not even so much Golden Sullivan, but Brady and the others that actually run the club day to day. Gold ain't got a clue what goes on. You know, Sullivan basically just deals with the football side because that's all he seems to be interested in. The day-to-day run in the club is run by the likes of Brady and all her other fashionistas that she likes to appoint. Fashionistas. So, you know, the Karen Brady lights that she drags in from all left, right and centre that she can control to do it her way. And... You know, that's what I said. The lady's not for turning. You know, she runs West Ham like she's Maggie Thatcher, my way or the highway. And the thing is, the Burnley, all that was centred on Golden Sullivan, where for me, she is the one that causes all the problems. The problem you got is, if you want to improve fans' life, you've got to go through her. Well, you never know, right? She might take a uh, um, a role in in Boris Johnson's cabinet. Well, after he becomes prime minister, listen, it's one thing to fuck West Ham, isn't it? But then it's another thing to fuck the country. So I'm not sure quite where I sit on that. I mean, as a Brexiteer, <laughs> you know, Boris appeals to me, but as a West Ham fan and seeing what the well, well, he did give us yeah, a stadium. You know, um, you know, him and his Eaton Mafia yeah. mob. Um, of, of Anyway, let's no, not discuss politics. No, we'll save that for Ian Dow's website. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. As uh, Ian Dale, uh, if, if you didn't see it, he was doing the hustings and he continually asked Boris Johnson, that's Ian Dale of, of West Ham Till I Die, continually asked Boris Johnson about his domestic bust-up Um with his girlfriend in Camberwell, um, and uh, Boris refused to answer. Um, 
but we will see. We will see. We're not a political podcast, so. But no, but I mean, go back. You know, this is the thing. If if Amers United, Amers United, and Whistler are combined together to turn around and say, "You've got to talk to us," she ain't going to talk. And and this is the thing: they're spoiling for a fight. She ain't going to talk to you. And 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 if another Burnley happens, are they really bothered? Do you? I don't see with with. Um, Burnley was a perfect storm. Yeah. And I really don't see a Burnley at the moment with Pellegrini no. uh, in charge. And it, it just doesn't feel like it's anything close to Burnley. There, there was a lot of bad feeling. Well, stuff I think if pitch. actually if West Ham had won the Burnley game, then that wouldn't have happened. I, th- I think it no, was the culmination right. Right. of the march, the, the betrayal, or uh, yeah, fan on fan. Yeah. And then yeah. if it, it all sparked, the fans were behind. The, the the people on the pitch, you had the invasions, and then the first goal went in, and then it you know it all went a bit. And then people, I mean, I as you yeah. know, I was not far away from the box, and I, I was on my way out. And as a you know, my understanding is many thousands well, were on their way out I, when they went. Oh, it. What's going I, on I, there? I, 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 said, I, you know, I watched it from above, and from what I see, is that a few people were walking out, and a, a couple of them saw Sullivan sitting there and they walked along and, you know, the stewards <laughs> didn't know what to do. So they walked along and stood in front of him and started hurling abuse. And then the second goal went in and then loads turned tail and they're walking out up onto that back walkway and they'd seen these people standing there hurling abuse and thought, I'll have a bit of that. And all of a sudden it had grown from about 10 to 100 to 200 to three, 400. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, and you know, then people started pouring in, and they all forgot. You know, there was still ten, fifteen minutes of the game to go, and you know, and then the third goal went in, and you know, the the it, what happened unfolded, unfolded, well, didn't it? Yeah. So, talking of unrest and meltdowns and protests, let's talk about Wissa or Wissa, as I, I think they like to be called. Uh, for those you don't know. Um, Nigel and myself were, were founder members and committee members of WISA back in, was it 2013? When, Two, um, it was around December 2013 and we, 2014. Yeah, yeah we, we created WISA. Registered from, it with the Football Supporters um, Federation that they love to bang and, about. And we had some meetings of around about 100 people, originally founded it, um, along with, with, with Ali, Peter, Gary, a few others. Um, for whatever reason, it really didn't gain any traction for reasons that are too boring to go on tonight. It, it was re uh, like a phoenix from the flames. It was uh, reunited or reborn in, well, in two, late 2016. Reborn. It was some bloke decided to set one up and I walked into their meeting with Wissa's constitution, registered with the Football Supporters Federation, and said, hey, our lads, I've done it for you. And they sort um, of... Yeah, and, and you, you stayed yes. on... I resigned, stepped down, you stayed on the committee, resigned later. We went through a few chairmen in, in Paul Christmas. Again, history, we don't need to talk about what went on in the days of Paul Christmas, taken over by Mark Walker. We, we know, again, a history of what happened with the real West Ham fans and Mark Walker and the left bits and pieces. On, on more recent terms, um, Nigel and myself joined again <laughs> um, last year. Um, 
and um and, and left when we we just resigned when we just couldn't get any traction within the committee um interestingly from those elections only one person that was elected is still on the committee and that's kevin Hines. is it Hines? yeah uh was voted for um and in recent times um john rosimsky was 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 the chair they had elections um I was certainly, and we've talked about this before, I was denied from standing due to the Constitution. In the end, I withdrew my application stand on the committee. Fifteen people were accepted on the committee. By the way, none of them had put in their um, applications before the deadline. They were all co-opted on. I was the only person who put it in before the deadline and then withdrew it. They'd all been co-opted on. Fifteen of them, including the the core committee of four who were automatically re-elected, uh Lou became the new chairman. Um since the last time we spoke, a article came out in the uh Newham Recorder, which unfortunately used the tag of, of lefties against Wisser and it had a number of other things. It upset the OSB, it upset previous members of Wisser. It, it it made a number of and, and with hindsight it was probably a poor uh article to publish um lou ended up resigning over it um after his his fellow committee members let's say well, let's uh, get this right you've skipped a bit after his election the, the, at the agm the agm upset a people we, we had the fake news of the whistle takeover uh, of the osab <laughs> you know you, missed it, you know, there was the over, fake yeah. the lies banded yeah. about that the that the OSAB yeah, were coming to was, take Wissa yeah. when all it was was the yeah. chairman had joined. You was already a member of Wissa, and that the chairman a couple of months yeah. later, the chairman joined, joined and, and paid, paid the as he was entitled to do as a West Ham fan. And and I had applied to be a committee yeah. member again, but that's not what I do personally. Has got nothing no, to do yeah. with Wissa. Which you know, and then people um, that had resigned from uh, spineless people that had left the WISA committee then decided to get a petition against the new chairman who had been voted in to get him kicked off. Funny enough, though, didn't want to put their names to it, though, did they? Did it all anonymous, the petition? Well, so the latest is bringing it up. Obviously, Lou fell on his sword and I believe took something like six of the 18 committee members with him. Um, just last week, John, who was acting chair, has stepped down as well. Um, and from my understanding, from the communication I received, there are just three committee members of those fifteen left, um, and they've they've co-opted someone called Sue Watson, who was previously on there. Whether or not she was behind the well, the petition was petition shut down at the same time. Um, the petition was to get rid of Lou and, and John. Um, and we just seem to be this complete self-destruction cycle of, and there's complete apathy. And and, and why we may see the death of Wissa is, you know, they, they were 5,000 strong at the height of Burnley. They were using what was going on with the real West Ham fans, et cetera, and they had 5,000 members. They've really stopped communicating. And, and at the last EGM, AGM, whatever it was, they admitted um, which was a bit of a car crash by all accounts. I didn't go to it, but it was a bit of a car crash. 
they admitted that their membership had gone down to 2,800. In the last week, they've written to everyone member, including myself, including Nigel, and said, under GDPR, we want you to confirm that you we're okay to use your email address and use your details. Now, I'll tell you now, and I'm sure this will delight them if they're hearing this, I do not in, intend to give my permission. And by default, I, I, I suppose I'm going to be struck off my membership from Whistle, which will delight them. And I think I won't answer for you, but I think you're doing the same, aren't you, Nigel? And I know a number of people are going to do that. My prediction is from the 2,800, the vast majority will not answer, either through complete apathy or they don't recognize them anymore. And my prediction is this, that their membership will go from 2,800 to less than 500 overnight and maybe as small as 300 and certainly a lot less than Hammers United. I think they're a busted flush. It's sad that there's been so much infighting, so much politics, so much egos, that it's actually distracted the whole and given it such a thing that people just go, do you know what? I can't be bothered it anymore. And, And I've got to the same place. I can't be bothered it anymore. I've read all the constitution changes. I'd love to go back as a member and go... I don't agree with all these constitution changes, including, by the way, a constitution change to say any person who belongs to the OSB or any other kind of official West Ham supporters board cannot stand to be a member of the committee. Right. So already setting yeah, but out. This a, is the problem with Whistler. How many members voted for that? Because the problem with Whistler is, and you know, this is something I, I had arguments with her. Whistle went out to the West Ham worldwide fan base to become members, took people's money from all around the world, and then excluded them from voting if they couldn't come to a meeting. Now, bearing in mind that I've been to meetings that's had about 10 people in it, are you telling me that, that this organisation took money from the world to have a West Ham and have it voted, they couldn't organise a voting system to incorporate all the members. Because if you're saying that only the, the policies decided only at these meetings, which is as it's deemed it was, then what well, you got 30 people pushing the agenda. And, and this was, yeah. and that's why I walked in the end, because it had become, it becomes something I didn't recognise when, you know, the, me personally, not speaking for you, when we set it up, it was supposed to be a vehicle to sit down with the club separate from the SAB and sort things out. The problem is... But it's sat, just to be clear, it's sat, for all this shouting and everything, it sat on the SAB for many years, you know? It had a position on the SAB until very recently. John, Sue... Watson has just rejoined, went to SAB meetings and argued yeah, very, that, right. you know, One, with Karen Brady, etc. So, to very recently, but this, this, this is the, the very bold of people at Whistler. They went to a meeting with West Ham, a, 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 a committee member had put together um, members, uh, they did a ticket questionnaire, it collated it all, did it into a report gave it to the committee member attending the meeting who then talking to the club about the this about ticketing turned around and told Karen Brady or whoever told 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Whoever it was there. Oh, we've, we've questioned our members about ticketing and everything. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I was what, there. I was what did he tell her? <laughs> what did he tell her when they said... He, he said, you're going to have to read it on the website like right. everyone so, else, Karen. And Karen said, I don't know exactly why you're right. coming. So, and that was... Uh, 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 that was Paul Turner saying that, along with with his mother. I Sue mean, Watson. how can you? How can if you're there to engage in dialogue? How can you then sit there and not engage in dialogue? How can you say, "Well, we've spoke to our members, and I've got," and he had it in front of him now. What his members have told him, and if and the reason for you know the SAB throughout all his failings, at least you got to sit in front of them and say. Oi, Brady, this ain't right. And you expose it for what it is. But, you know, the problem is, you know, it's got such a bad name from the start and people are vocal about it. There's people vocal about it that have never sat on it, that don't know what goes on there. And this is what I can't fathom out. They've stood from the outside and gone, oh, that's a load of rubbish, instead of where I went on the inside and said it was a load of rubbish. And at least I could argue with reasoning why it was a load of rubbish. Well, it'll be interesting to see how many people actually turn up to the EGM. So the EGM um, is... 13th of uh, July. What date is it? 13th of July. So what they're expecting people, non-match day, that they're going to go to... Stour Place. I don't know where their location is. Stour Place. Um, on Saturday at 1pm. And, you know, I mean, in the past... I mean, how can they verify the membership? They, they've bust people. They need 20 people to make it a, a valid AGM. I know they've bust people in before uh, to make sure they've got the right number. But how, how will they, you know, I'm sure they they make sure their pals turn up to get at least 20. But well, it's just, the last one, it's they're, just, they're, I, I walked it's in at farcical. the end and there was probably about, I don't know, 60, 70 people there. 
maybe I'm being a bit over generous. Maybe it was 50, 60 people at the last one. But that, that was, was on a match day, day. yeah? Yeah. Well, one thing we, we won't no, be getting, I mean, will we? The, the, what is the, the, this is to, what is the EGM to do? Elect a new committee? Yeah, ratification. So it says, welcome and apologies. General update number two. Ratification well, of the committee. See, ratification. Jack, here, are, here th- this is an interesting thing. Jack Hart, never heard of him. Terry Land, Sue Watson. So it sort of says that the old guard, Kevin, is stepping down as well. By the way, under the current constitution, <laughs> you've got. Uh, so it's interesting that if if the if the new constitution is not updated, no one can be the chairman no. because the current constitution say you have to be on the committee three months. Well, Jack Hart, Terry Land, and Sue Watson have not been on the committee for for three months. And therefore, can't. Then it says general debate and vote on the proposed changes to the Wissa Constitution. Right, oh, yeah. It. And who's just voting? Just the people in the meeting. Just the people going, yeah. General debate and vote on the proposed new code of conduct. I don't know what they've changed there. Can't be asked to read it. Discussion on Wissa campaign priorities and plans. General debate and vote on the motion submitted in advance. Close of meeting. So they're ratifying that. The, so um, basically, we've, they've had an election. Yeah, the chairman got elected and the vice chairman. They've both been forced out for whatever reason. So now we've got an appointed like committee, and these are the people that walk around saying we're the Democratic Independent Supporters Association. Fucking joke. Yeah, I tell you, I wouldn't cross the road. And we've probably given them too well, much. I just want to tell people than they deserve. Listen, if you're thinking of joining them, save your money. Honestly, go over to Amazon United. They do. Amers United, you know, I'm I'm not uh, an advocate of, of what you know some of the things they're campaigning again about. But what they do is they do it the right way. They do talk to their members regularly on Facebook. They get out there when they have a meeting. The minutes of the meeting are then put up within one or two days, so you can see what's gone on and everything. And I think they're pushing it in the right direction. Um. I think they got the. I think the only thing is, is that the clubs, the club, because of the past, will will you know? They, they've. Well, you're probably aware that the club have already written back. To yeah, the I mean, I've read what the saying. club. You know, at the end of the day, the club have said. Which, to be fair to the club, have said from day one, we'll we'll talk to you, but only through the OSAB. You can have a position. Yeah. Well, the the OSB. Just to be clear, the OSB is a group of groups right it's not a group to replace those groups it's a group of groups so as well as Clarence Hugh there is the West Ham Official Supporters Association there is Pride of Irons right who now, are there may be affiliated to the official support and I hope you are listening because they yeah. attend meetings yeah. yeah you tell me an email we've had from the supporters club that tells us what they've done in those meetings Right, That's so a good question, for me, and I can't in the OSAB, the there should be a cull of people because while people can slag you off, and sometimes I join in, you know, at least yeah, know. you stand up and counted. You know, David Baker, I will defend him against people because not, not that I agree with what he says all the time, but at least he's going out there and saying, "Look, here I am." This is what you want from a fan representative. The problem you get is there's a lot of quietness from everyone else, isn't there? Yeah. And I think there's 
Well, you, you, you know my view, and I've said it before, and I'm going to say it one more time, go a bit further. Both the previous two chairs of WISA promised a vote on joining the OSB, right? Both John Rosemsky, both before he was chair and when he was acting chair, promised a vote um, on joining the OSB, and so did Lou on joining the OSB. Now, what are WISA frightened of, right? That you can't ask your members for a vote because they don't know what they're doing. That sounds like Brexit. I'm not going to put it to a vote of the general membership in case it goes against us. They have been running scared of this vote. When I, as a member, put this motion forward, it has been blocked and blocked continuously. And all I've asked continuously to the chairman and committee members and some of you know, one of the committee members is in the new committee, is that there be an open vote well, look, let's by get this the right. members on whether they should join and get it out of the way once and for all. But well, they're frightened of fighting, doing that because the committee knows I don't know about best. Fighting. I think you're right. I think they, a lot of them see that the committee knows best. Uh, there, there was certainly some people in the previous committee who, um, you know, I think I used the phrase once, I wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. and. Uh, I think that's still valid. Um, I think that's a bit harsh to say about anyone. Well, you know, that's the way it is. The, the, the man's done so much damage to Wissa. Um, that's, that's the way I feel about him. But he don't like me anyway, anyway to be um, fair. So it's not like... Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I, I think we should move on. I, I, I've moved on in my yeah, mind that, for me. And I, I hope this is the last yeah, time. Yeah, for me, we I'm, I'm happy to never talk them out. This again. is closure. Yeah, we were, I was there this at the beginning. For me. I've been on the committee often on more times than Sinatra had comebacks. And the reason why I kept doing it, the, I went on it at first thinking we could make a change. I resigned, as you know, to force other people resign because I think they acted against the, the fan group and against certain things happened. I didn't agree with and the people yeah. didn't stand up. I think I behaved wrongly there. I openly admit, this is a joke and, and part of that comes from perhaps the way I behave. But everything I've done, I try to do to get with the seed that you're there to represent fans, not your own personal opinion. You know, I'd like nothing better to do than Golden Sullivan to sell this club. But that ain't going to get you fan representation. It ain't going to make life fan of, of, of match day fans ain't going to make the lives better, get the changes you needed. So to do that, you've got to walk in the room, hold your nose, sit down with them and say, this is what our members think. But they, if they're not going to do that, they're not a waste of time. Not worth the pound. Yeah. Not worth a pound. Anyway, I don't want to bore yeah. our uh, listeners anymore. Let's move, let's move on. Uh, there's one more thing before we go to questions. Um, Fat Frank or, or that Frank Lampard Jr. Let's be respectful to him because I've got no problem with Frank. Um, about to be announced as Chelsea's new manager. Good thing for West Ham fans or bad thing for West Ham fans? Um, I, don't, I don't think it matters, does it? To be fair. Well, I suppose a lot of people, it's a poison chalice. It's it's almost like David Moyes taking over from um, um, from Ferguson. You know, there's a transfer well, I don't ban. Think it's quite like that, he's had but... one. All right, he's had one. He's got a transfer ban. He's he's inheriting a squad who's just lost their best player. 
and can't bring any other players in. And I would argue he's probably not ready after just one season with a championship club. It almost seems to me they're bringing in a hero to keep the fans happy, but he's really a sacrificial lamb. And if he finishes in the top six, I will be flabbergasted. I think it's an opportunity for West Ham to grab Chelsea's spot this year. If well, I'm Chelsea with you. finished third last year, but I mean, off the back of Eden Hazard having an outstanding yeah, season, yeah, exactly, who, exactly. Who and lost, they can't replace him. So they, they, they've obviously, uh, whether you know, this could be a free hit for Frank. Uh, let's face it: if they didn't have the transfer ban, I don't think they'd be bringing Frank Lampard in. Right? No, so they wouldn't. Th- this is an opportunity that's come his way. It, it's a club, you know. He's the record goal scorer. You know, put aside what we think of him. He's a, he's their record scorer. He's an out and out club legend, and he he you know he probably loves the club as much as his old man loved West Ham. So, therefore, you know it's probably been an ultimate goal of his to manage the club. It if it's a free hit for him, so he gets this season for free, and they'll accept whatever happens. All well and good, bearing in mind after the transfer ban. You know, they've got 80-odd million or whatever. I don't know how much they sold Hazard for, but they're going to have that money burning an hole in their pocket. What you got to remember is they did preempt this transfer ban and bought a player, didn't they? Yeah, and then loaned him back. So this player is now going to join this season, and I think he's a like-by-like placement for Hazard. So is he? Well, this is what I'm saying. People loan, forget about they it. They back. bought this bloke. I, I don't know... Who he, I can't remember his name, but he's supposed to be a right outstanding talent, but they didn't want him this season, so they loaned him back to the club. He had another good season, and now they're bringing him in. So All right. let's just, you know... and it, well, How do you feel? Let me ask you one last question. How do you feel about Frank Lampard? Are you, are you a, a lover uh, you know, or a hater? Frank Senior, uh, Canning Town boy, a man I've had dealings with, good and bad, to be fair, um, which were my dealings with him. Um, I think Frank Jr. was unfortunately maligned in, in a way that when you when you he was brought in and the, the, the cries of nepotism, you know, and I was there. I weren't there the night when, you know, the Scott Cannon thing was brought up, but I was at another night with Harry Redknapp where we made the claim that, you know, one day this boy's going to captain England and let's face it, three quarters of the crowd pissed themselves laughing and, you know, and Harry Redknapp weren't happy about it, you know, and, and, was was it true he used to bring him on? And I don't remember, you'll remember this for his boot man. Extra well, no, bonus I don't, be- I don't believe that. I, don't, I know people say that. No, I don't know. I've don't not be- seen any proof believe to that see. he was brought on just for, you know, when you're bringing young kids through, what, the, the old tried and tested way was to bring them on. I mean, how old was it? His debut, I was there for his debut against Coventry when he came on. Um, we had a player who, who was a bit older than him. Who, he went yeah, to Swansea, he went to Swansea first, on loan. He? But uh, oh, uh, Danny Williamson was there at the time. Um Frank was highly thought of. I remember he came on and scored against Barnsley in the first game of the season, came on as a sub. Uh, I don't know if that was his first goal for West Ham. Uh, I was up there for that Barnsley game. And then I, I thought later on in his the last two seasons of his West Ham career, I thought Frank was outstanding. 
But then you sack his his uncle. His old man goes as well. Yeah, where he went wrong, he he, he made light of the way the club was run, which for me, yeah, is a bit stupid because. But look, look, he was a he was a schoolboy. Yeah, West, you know, he grew you know, up. He, he grew up by West, West Ham. His dad was West Ham. His mum, Pat, West Ham family, passed away. Was big West Ham so, fan. And she was buried yeah, with all Clarity so, Hugh and as Clarity um, Blue, um, uh, you know, balloons and flowers and everything. So, you know, I, I still think, although he's a Chelsea man, some part of him is still Clarity Blue. Yeah. All right, let me ask you one last question about him. He made his debut, as you said, 1996 yes. against Coventry. Who did he come on as a substitute for? For? Fuck it. Yeah. Who did he replace? I know he came on and Golden Strachan was standing next to him. Um, Who did he replace? Uh, 1996. John Monker. How about Correct. That? No, I didn't. Did you Google no. that? Oh, it's no, think about who we had in midfield around 96. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's true. The story is that he never got subbed uh, at the bowling ground until he played for Chelsea. <laughs> so he came on as true? a sub, but actually never got subbed as a player until he came back with Chelsea. Mm. I mean, when we sold him for 11 million, I, I held my hands up. I, you know, I, I thought that was great money. And I, I remember... Being yeah. on holiday and a Chelsea fan walked past me and my nephew with Lampard on the back and we both looked at each other and burst out laughing. And, and the geezer, the Chelsea fan, looked round at us and he knew what we were laughing at. He had Lampard on the back of his shirt. <laughs> thought, yeah, mate. I mean, we, we all, we've all sung yeah, the big fat Frank song, but I mean, a lot of that's jealousy. And, you know, yes, he did kiss the badge. The Chelsea badge. But he's going to, isn't he? If you're, if, we've if, given him years yeah, of abuse. You know, if you're going to get Dogs years, you know, from perhaps your own support, your own things. You know, when you're a professional footballer, you're going to want to shove it in their face, aren't you? I don't, if you if you give it, I don't object to players giving it back. You know, yeah. I I, I think it will end in tears. I think it will be a bit like Zola when he came to us. Zola came to us, didn't really work out. I well, think look, he done well at Derby. I, I thought the way he celebrated the Leeds victory at Ellen Road, was unprofessional and not becoming of a manager. I don't care who you are. I don't think a manager should celebrate in the way that he celebrated at Leeds. And I know there was all that spy gate and all that thrown into it, but you're still supposed to have a bit of dignity. And I thought, you know, a bit. It, my respect of him as a football manager went down after that Leeds game than the way he behaved. Because I think you should shake the hands of the manager and go down the tunnel and leave the celebrating to the players. Yeah, cool. Anyway, let's move on. Um, a little bit of exclusive news for more than just yeah. a podcast. Uh, just come in from a senior source. Uh, as you know, we're playing, uh, what do you call them? European uh, champions? No, uh, European giants. European giants. Atletica Bilbao. Yes. Bilbao. 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 Um, Bilbao. I've been told England? we've sold Bilbao. Come on. Um, 20,000 tickets. Oh, no, I don't oh, know I'll how. tell you after. Go on, do your bit and I'm impressed. Uh, 20,000 tickets have already been sold with, 20, with six weeks to go. Ticket office thinks it will sell out all 60,000. Amazing start for a pre-season and friendly. 
a long way to go, but real chance of getting 60,000. It'll be an incredible statement to the football world if we achieved it. We need 33,000 tickets sold to break even. As it's not a competitive game under our contract with the London Stadium. So we have to pay the operating costs of the stadium plus 130 grand to the the away team. So what the source is saying is we've got to pay Athletic Bilbao 130 grand just for turning up. Um, the running cost of the stadium, if it is a 60,000, is about up to 250 grand. So we need 30, we've got to sell 33,000. Well, more than that, just you're going to chuck a lot of kids in with that. So yeah. he's not done his figures that yeah. great, has he? What were you laughing well, I was at? Laughing, what were you laughing at? Uh, well, the twofold, because one, I don't know if you've got the permission to read that out, but since the geezer's stupid enough to send it to you, you're stupid enough to read it out. But uh, the, the, yeah. he, he, I didn't say it was a geezer. That My source true. could be a woman. Yeah. Anyway, when he emailed yeah. you, <laughs> it was, you know what I'm laughing at. It would be an incredible statement to the football world if we achieved it. I, I'm just imagine, like, all around the world, you know, all these other clubs, you know, PSG and go, West Ham got 60,000 against Bilbao. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are we going to do? You know, I just, because that is such an incredible <laughs> statement to the football world. Uh, uh, it is. Uh, anyway. Right, you ready? Um, Quickly, Bilbao's connection to England. Go on. Why are they playing red connection. and white? Um, because they chose the same no, as Southampton. Uh, Bilbao, I believe, was started by people from Sunderland that went to Spain. Oh. It might have been like the 20s or something uh, uh, in the 1920s or a bit before, and that, that, that that's why they wear red and white. I've not looked at their badge. It's possible they might have the George Cross in their badge as well. Is that uh, true? Well, look, people, we've still got time. Uh, let's let's have a look, because that is an interesting fact. How do I know this? I hear you all not asking. Uh, well, Bill Bow uh, was where England played their first game in the 1982 World Cup. And I remember... Huh? Uh, no, obviously, I watched it on telly. I was 12... So we just finished our sports day at Cumberland Fields and ran home with me Red England top on. And uh, here we go. So they're a bass club. So that means they don't like the rest of Spain and want to be independent. Uh, oh, right. They, so, yeah, they were founded in 1929. There isn't the Union uh, George Cross in the club. I know it's in the Barcelona. Uh, da, 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 da. Does it talk about it's the Sunderland? Connection. Especially the sport and political rivalry, blah, blah, blah. Bilbao. Football was introduced to Bilbao by two distinct groups with British connections, British workers and bar students. Uh, Bilbao was a leading industrial town, uh, shipwild workers from Sunderland. There you go. There you go. You You were right. Well done. Uh, Let me just do a... There you go. Better late than number. Right. Um, you reckon, uh, we, have we got any other business discussed before we go to Facebook, Twitter question time as we're on the hour uh, and a half? Not that I can think of. Mark. Okay. It's time for this. 
Yeah, it's Facebook, Twitter question time. While you, the eight listeners, get to ask us, the two presenters, questions or or statements of fact. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's it. (laughs) You should write that down. Because it's sort of ended in the middle. So, first up, Robert Jesse. What lack of activity? All the clubs are waiting. Four nails looks okay. If we got Maxi Gomez, that may be enough. If we kept Diop, what Man United player would you swap Diop for plus cash? What about Shaw? So who would you swap him for? Would you swap him for Martial? I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't swap him for anyone. I don't want any Man United players plus cash. So let's just put. So this you one wouldn't to bed. take like forty million and you know, smalling. I would take sixty million and uh, oh, smalling. Okay. I'd, I'd forty-five million smalling would would do me. I'm no smalling. He's not a great player, but he's not as bad as what people think. I don't think you play for Man United in England if you. Would you take Martial? Martial, yeah, like like an art yeah. beat. Well, no, they ain't not going to ever gonna... uh, You know, this was all a this was all a story. You know, the independent said Martial. Uh, Sky said someone else, and I got a bit trouble with Sky Reporter. Will remain nameless. Um, and then, you know, I think someone at the Sun said, <laughs> "Who did they say?" Phil yeah. Jones. Well, <laughs> so you had three people. And my understanding, just to get Diop stuff out there, was an inquiry was made to Mario Husilius. And, and and like they often do, Man's, Man United said, is Diop available? And they said, no. So my understanding, the inquiry was, and, and apparently this goes on all the time in Premier League clubs, they go, uh, which players you got available next season? Anyone you want to move on? And they asked, they made inquiry to Mario, said, you know, is this a deal available? Would you, would you, would you sell him? And apparently we said, no, we won't, we won't sell him. How from that it suddenly turned into swaps and we inquired about this and everything. I've been told categorically, no, we haven't asked, we haven't entertained them by offering to swap. So that shows how much Man United's fallen for me because I would have thought in years ago Man United would have just turned up. They wouldn't have asked, you know, would you sell him? They would have gone, we'll give you fifty million for him. Yeah, no, if no formal bids, as co- according to my source, came in, there was just an inquiry. Same goes with um, Declan Rice, an inquiry. Look, what what the little intermediaries and agents do is up to them and we know that they only earn if people are moved on so they chat away all the time but i'm just talking club to club okay roger markham anyway great to have did we answer the question by the well, way well he sort of said what player would you swap for the op we said, oh, and we said none right yeah. okay so cool. sort yeah. of uh and he said would if we got maxi gomez would that be enough yeah. Yes. I, I mean, yeah. yes. I've. If you look, we weren't that far off the seventh spot. So the, with the squad we got, yeah. there, there could be with if we kept that squad, 
With Frank Lampard in well, charge and relegating Chelsea, there, there, there is chance. a chance. I think there is a chance this season for. The, I think a team from outside the general top six could break it because I think Man United might struggle a bit. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Roger Mark, great to have yous two back. Uh, any news on the proposed? <laughs> I just asked a great question that perhaps me and you could laugh about. Any news on a proposed new seating layout behind the goals at the OS? This has gone very quiet. Why has it gone quiet, Sean? Well, as I wrote on Clarence you back in April, and people keep asking about, it, and I, I guess not everybody reads it. It it was a bit of a bit of a PR stunt because it was never going to happen this summer. Uh, it might not happen next summer. In fact, it might not happen at all. Um, it's a concept. Um, before it can become reality, not only has it got to be properly designed with architects, not only has it got to be put out to tender with European rules because it's um, public money, then it's got to be signed off by the London mayor for return on investment. And West Ham have the right to veto. So it's got a long steps. And, and, and I think they and this is both West Ham and uh, the LLDC who own the stadium, announced it too early to get a little, curry a little bit of favour to say they're doing something about it. But my understanding is I can guarantee it's not happening this summer and I'll be very sceptical if it happens next summer as well at the moment. I might be wrong. They might move on this faster, but things don't happen fast in the public sector. Yeah, we'll have to tell that. people. As someone said, it took us three yeah. years to get a car. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to tell our <laughs> side of the story one day, because I'm sure once once it's had one day, it's out there, we can sort of our uh, we can sort of explain the spanner we put in the works. Uh, yeah. Anyway, thanks for that, yeah. Roger. Uh, Scott Crosland. Uh, these all seem to be new people. I don't know Robert Jesse. I've heard of and Roger. Scott Crosland. Welcome. Wissa and all the supporters groups have lost all momentum since the board defanged the only natural revolution we've had in real times with the real West Ham. What's it? And the council march. They don't have to listen to the guys who won't play by the rules and won't. We lost our chance. Uh, I think we've covered that, and you've probably hit the nail on the head. To be yeah. fair, they, you know. Yeah, if you don't agreed. want to play by their rules, they will not listen to you. Uh, Paul Sanders, so many questions, but can we get a bit of clarity on the strikers? We've had four, now we have two. Do we? Do we only have two? Well, it depends what you include as a striker. Hernandez, oh yeah, two, yeah, that's right. So Hernandez and Arnie. Well, some people would, would say that... Um, Antonio is a sort of forward as well. Well, striker forward, you know. All right. right. Well, I don't. And and do you count? um, And you'll say I'm just. What's four now? How about Silva? No, I don't count Silva. He's a midfielder. He's attacking midfielder. That's what Antonio is. So I get what you're saying. So we've had four. Now we have two, and we're looking at one. Gomez. Therefore, we'll be one down. Which we will be, but if we only play one up front, then I don't think we need four when you look at it. So are we planning yeah, on promoting agreed. one of the youth team players? Is that Zande Silva then? Right. It could be, yeah. I mean, I don't know where he's going. and I, You know, Pellegrini hasn't shared his plans. No, is he? he not? Um, oh, fuck He's it. not, no. What about Usilos? Nor is Husilius. He says, yeah, I don't go talk away. to the press. We've been talking about the times here. I don't talk to the press. 
And you know what? To be fair, uh, four nails looks good, and assuming no huge sales, Rice Diop Anderson, he goes on. We should do better with a few quality purchases and selling some of the Shiite. So, yeah, uh, come on, you irons, Paulkiners. Belinda Kukatis. Hello. I am a liking four nails, but I want strikers. I'm more interested in the Women's World Cup at the moment, on your own. So, that's the only insightful statement I can come up with all the West Ham. I'm sorry. Normal service will be resumed when I have something to get excited on the West Ham front. And she blows a kiss. She doesn't even come from Greece, does she? <laughs> we, I think we... we... <laughs> She comes from Wolfram though, or something. She doesn't come. She's got Greek name. They're all Greek to me. Yeah. Apologies Uh, for that. Uh, Anyway, Ed Hughes, good old Ed. Striker worries me. Not been a good strike for ages. Get the fireman out. Uh, Is Hernandez staying? Question mark. Is the Gomez deal deal just being strung out to screw us for every penny? Probably. Or they've got a figure. What do you well, mean, what I think for every is penny? they've got a figure that's written into a contract and they're going to wait till the last yeah, minute before they go, or oh, I will take a bit less. People got to remember that they're yeah, not well, they're, pressure they're, to score, their release fee is quite open. It's 44 million, uh, 44 and a half million. We only really want to pay 35. Look, the guy's still on in a tournament at the moment. And all I'll say is, um, Anderson was signed on the 15th of July last year. Let's wait to mid-July before we start panicking about whether we've lost Gomez or not. Right, okay. Ask me in a few weeks' Basically, time, yes. in other words. Oh, panic. Talking of that. Talking Mr. Manrin. Do we have a plan beyond Gomez and Wilson? Yeah, of course we do. I don't think Wilson is really a proper target, but we, we've talked about, you know... As far as I was turned that, that, uh, concerned, they've got like a, a, I mean six six names in order for every single position. I'm, so one would think some of them yeah, we won't I mean, know I already. I do like the way they, they some be... fans poo-poo other club strikers, like they're not good enough for us. And yet, when you look at these strikers, they always bloody score against us. So you think, why would they not be good enough for us? I mean, Wilson. Yeah. How about Rondon? I mean, now now that uh, Benitez. Benitez has has, uh, has gone today. The only reason he was staying was Benitez. I really could see Rondon coming yeah. um, our way now that Benitez, Benitez has gone. Uh, and I would take Rondon. I wouldn't. I mean, if if we didn't get Gomez and we got Rondon instead, it might be a bit. Yeah. But well, you're not getting both, oh, right? right? Well, so I've told you. Right, no. Well, I mean, it, I don't know. You never know, dear. Ed finishes. He maintains that with a fit squad and one top draw striker, we are knocking on the door of the top six. Can we come in? Fuck there off. you go. Uh, Please let us in. Super Timmy Sharman. Luke's dead. Could Sean provide an update on the catering beer selection in his area? We have moved to block <laughs> 114 for the coming season. Oh, Tim, you've got to come oh, and say excellent. hello. Yeah, we are uh, one one three. So well, I am. got a better seat. Than uh, well, he's one one four. He's near. He's he's near the 
Well, we were off at one one four, but yeah, it's oh, just yeah. me now because surely no, mate. Sean, I've moved my I've moved my kids up to Trudd uh, and George's seats now. So anyway, um, so the update is we're still working with the catering beer section. What they've said is they will move more pop up um, beer stands and catering stands to one one four, so we don't feel like the poor relations. Um, and so they're going to serve bitter and, and more selections. So we we're not always. Um, to be the fair, they don't need more pop ups around uh, the, here. What they need is the beer selections behind the counter. Yeah, I think. Look, look. Um, the chairman of uh, the OSB, David Baker, as you know, sits in the same section. And the one thing we keep on saying is, don't forget the people in in that small section because we're landlocked. So. We're going to keep on banging the drum to get better catering and better beer in that section so we're not poor relations. We're not going to give up. Right, okay. So, Tim, we don't know. Uh, Chris Hooper, can you name our strongest midfielder as it stands? Strongest midfield midfielder or midfielder? Midfield. 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 Oh, midfield. Midfield. He's ruined my joke now. Okay, so... Um, yeah. Anderson... Uh, yeah, Wilshire, Fornells, and oh, I'm going to no, go Yamalenko. No, Declan Watson. Well, no, sorry, well, he's a defensive I'm, I'm, midfielder behind. I'm, I'm talking about four in the, the, the sort of yeah with Declan Rice right. behind. Uh, sort of covering no, the back okay. four. Goes no, without saying. Well, you didn't say it. I mean, you say it goes without saying. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I'm going to change it. my mind. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, Go no, on. I'm going to change it. Go I've on. got Lanzini. So I'm putting in... Um, I'm putting in Lanzini, Wilshire. Uh, Lanzini, Wilshire, Anderson, and Fornells. And I'm dropping Yamalenko okay. to the bench. Out with with uh, with obviously Declan Rice behind. I them. mean, you look at that, you think, yeah, I can see what you're talking about. But then I look at that as being a very offensive midfield. And while that could yeah. be good, people forget that we always concede more goals than we score, uh, as proven by only one Premier League season ever scoring more than we've conceded. So therefore, if you're more offensive problem I thought last season with conceding goals was the midfield was always was get caught out a lot and the, the, the backs were, were left exposed. So my midfield would, would be um, Anderson, it would be Rice, it would be Noble, it would be Wilshire, and I would go uh, Yarmolenko to balance it up as the two wingers. So I think with, with Yarmolenko okay. and Anderson, I don't think Lanzini. So who have you dropped? You've dropped yeah. Lanzini. I think Wilshire can put the foot in. Told, I think you, you keep... That Pellegrini wants to play the West Ham way, ultra-attacking football, and wants to play Lanzini well, look, let's, let's and Fornells right. in yeah, the same thing. In the West Ham I'm way, just, though, just included a Billy Bond's yeah. midfield-type player, yeah, a George Paris, a Julian... De- people that could put their foot in. 
well, not Dix, he was the defender. But anyway, you know, you've got to have that balance. It wasn't just out-and-out attack. You you had people. I mean, he played the West Ham way last season because generally the West Ham way is we'll concede more goals in a season than we score. You know? Yeah. What is the West Ham way? Well, there's one variation of it. Now, if he wants to get into the top six, you've got to score more than you concede. We could score less goals next season, but as long as we conceded even lesser goals, we could make that top six. And you do that by protecting the, the defence with with a stronger middle. Okay. In my right. opinion. Chris Hooper goes anyway, on. Does Noble get on. a look in? Well, I think he does. Because he'd make a great number two with Billich at the WBA. What? Has Billich gone to the WBA? Oh, what about the IBF? I mean, WBC belt was always the better one. But uh, what's the WBO? I mean, you're funny. You're funny. There you go. But anyway, enough of boxing. It's not a boxing podcast, as George would say. No, it's not. Uh, Nicholas Harvey, question for you guys, not you, you guys. Will we get a striker who improves on what we currently got? Um, well, if if we get Maxi Gomez, I think I think um, he's he's a different kind of striker, and I think he can be um, different from Anatovic. Anatovic just went off the boil at the end, and it's it's difficult to know whether he's going to come back again. And we can't just rely well, on, on Anatovic. If we get Rondon or Gomez, it actually improves what we got at the moment. Because all we got at the moment is Arnautovic who blows hot and cold and Hernandez who don't want to play for us. So if we get one of them two, it improves it. Whether it improves it enough, that's neither weird or there. I mean, no one had heard of Frank McAvenny when we bought him from, you know, St. Mirren. So uh, Nick goes on, Socios is to be avoided at all costs. Monetizing fan engagement should have no place in football. End of. But it's typical of Brady trying to squeeze yet more money out of her customers. With you, Nick. Squad valuations looks a little bit on the optimistic side to me. Talking about you, Sean, there, obviously, not mine. Also yeah. shows the club is yeah. worth nowhere near the 800 million quoted by Brady, given the players are virtually all our assets. Uh, which I think it makes a good point there, actually, doesn't he? Surely, yeah, not uh, a bad the, point. What, it, yeah, what is what point. is West Ham's worth if we don't own the stadium? I, I don't know. We do, we we do own the training yeah. ground. Exactly. Oh, that's twenty five million quid or four five of them together. Uh, four nows looks like an interesting buy. Definitely the type of player we should be after. Plenty of potential at a reasonable price. Again, I'd never heard of him. I've seen a bit of him in the under twenty ones. I think you're right there. Uh, I see Annie's brother is mouthing off again uh, tomorrow. Let's just get Annie's brother. Who's that? Tomorrow, tomorrow. I think I he means Arnie. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, he says, yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. Danielle. Well, he's not really ma- mouthing off because the son, or, or actually it was the, the Italian press, what's his name? De Mario or uh, Gianluca. The, the guy Sky Italia said that um, Inter Milan were in for him again at sort of thirty million, twenty-two million pounds, 
Um, and then Daniel Anatovic came back and spoke to the Daily Mail of all people and said, no, he's got a contract, he's very happy, da-da-da, and you think, great, he's actually saying all positive things, and then says at the end, but of course this is football and anything can happen. So, you know, was it helpful? Maybe a bit, but, you know, the, is you can pick your family. You can't pick, sorry, you can pick your friends, but you can't Maybe pick you your family. One thing, you can pick your agents, uh, but yes. you can't pick your family. Uh, Nick goes on to say, let's just get rid of Arnie now. It goes back to Arnie, but then he goes back to, it won't be long before Annie's toys are thrown out of his pram again. Um, Daddy Warbucks have got something to say about that. Wissa, Nick says, I've lost the will to live there. <laughs> We're with you, mate. Now, we all know the club yeah, is one like a circus, there. and now Wissa are doing the same. So, you know, well, which is quite true. What is it they say about um, owners and their pets? Uh, perhaps it's like football clubs and their fan bases. Finally, as we approach the new season, it's still very much sprayed out. Uh, solidarity with you there, Nick. Uh, though he does say, any news on Lanzini and his apparent legal action against a two-year option? Well, funny, funny you should say, say that. That's why because, I'll be back to last. Um, funny you should say that. Uh, my understanding is the priority now is not to contest the two-year option, but to sweep it under the carpet and negotiate a new contract. As I think I've said before, um, Lanzini is only on thirty-five, uh, only thirty-five grand a week. Um, lots of papers and lots of media sites have him on seventy, but let's just be clear: he joined after being on loan at 35, he has never signed a new contract. There's been all talk about him signing a new contract, but he refused to sign a new contract. Um, he's he's refusing to sign a new contract as it speaks at the moment, and he could leave for, for free, possibly um, in another year. However, they want to double his wages, so he does get the 70 grand a week that was promised before. He's not the same player. Um, we'll see where it goes. But But... You know, he's not going this summer, I've been told. They're not giving in. They're still they're still hopeful they can negotiate with him and and double his wages from from thirty five to seventy. Nigel, you're on mute. Yeah, I'm back. Sorry, Nigel. That's because I was coughing. So I thought I want to cough over you. <laughs> All uh, right, he's okay. also put his shed man going to the baseball, but that is dependent on whether I can blag a ticket. Uh, oh, really? But you know what? There's a lot of tickets available now. After saying it's a sellout, it's sellout. Yeah, it's sellout. but they're, they're, yeah, but I, um, I don't want to pay those. I don't pay stupid prices. So well, I have got stupid prices. Well, can you get any tickets? Well, then? no, I've put the feelers out for my friends in the ticket agents. You know my ticket friends. Okay, that, all right. Yes, let's that, talk offline. That, I can't really reveal, but my my okay. ticket yeah. friends will yeah. be working the the, the baseball. Um, Dave Sperry, uh, welcome, Dave. I think a new listener, possibly. Uh, if the club were to sell Diop, who would you look to replace him? Thanks and love the podcast. Thanks, Dave. Where's um, Dave from? Oh, Dave's from a. By the looks of him, he's American. Okay, well, I don't think the club 
are going to sell Diop. I suppose everyone has this price, so I'm going to have to go along with you. Um, well, <laughs> you need another centre back, don't you? I, I don't know a centre back that comes to mind. I mean, we were looking that Maripan, weren't we? The, the geezer but, from Newcastle, who everybody thought was going to. Oh, the the captain, the um, the sales, the sales. Yeah, Lascelles. Yeah, why not? Let's go with him. Come to spring yeah. to mind. Come to anyone else. Uh, Muhammad Ali yeah. Jones, the Welsh heavyweight champion of Facebook. Oh, boy, oh. He's sure not okay after his mini Twitter meltdown. I sort of lost it. What? What is, what is my mini Twitter I've stopped meltdown. reading Twitter a lot. Uh, I'm also very happy to see... Is, is This is the picture I posted I randomly. Know. This is mini Twitter meltdown. a player... Well, I, I don't know what mini Twitter meltdown I had, except for on a very quiet day, I posted a picture of a target that we're looking for. And then I randomly tweeted no to someone else, to Ferrum Hammer, that was supposed to be saying, no, we haven't given up on Gomez. But people were going, no means we've we've lost Diop or we've signed Adebayor. And I was, sometimes no just means no, you know? Oh, right. it, it's just, anyway. I, I wasn't aware I had a mini Twitter meltdown, well, actually. You know, old Jonesy. But Ali Jones, yeah. please tell me what get, get what my meltdown touch. was beyond be, beyond tweeting a picture of a player who's who's being scouted and a and the word no and the answer to someone. That's that's the only thing that I I've done re- re- recently that's yeah. had some right. kind of Anyway, reaction. you've gone on to say, I'm also very happy to see Sean and X not having any transfer information. <laughs> there's a funny, there's a funny <laughs> truth about that. Yeah. Well, we get some, but I would yeah. agree, not yeah. as much as we used to. I don't, and fair, play to uh, um, fair play to Pellegrini and Usilius, who I think are playing a blinder this summer in... <laughs> not maybe keeping it to themselves and not telling other people in the club. Yeah. He says, before he denies this to be true, remind him of the four now story removed from the website and laughing at some Twitter user when he revealed we'd be signing an exciting Spanish midfielder. Yeah. So let me, let me tell you my, look, when we get it wrong, I'm saying, uh, I, I didn't put any four now story up. Um, we we made a mistake, and, and sometimes we do. Um, Hugh did put up a story very briefly for a matter of less than half an hour of four nails. Um, before we really knew who he was, there was some confusion. We got him confused with a 30-year-old player rather than a, what is he, 24-year-old player. And and there was a, we don't see this happening. So I don't know this because uh, obviously you when know it was, I don't really read care on you. Uh, so you so, put a story. So there was up. just, it was, it was a story. That, this, is, this is good because yeah. I do not know this. So go on. What happened? Yeah, you just on. put a story up saying you weren't coming. So Yeah. <laughs> Which was taken down within 15 minutes. Oh, but it was a misunderstanding oh, of which yeah. player we were talking about. It was, look. We take it on the chin. We sometimes make mistakes. This was one of them. We got mixed up with a player, right? And and he's right. On my, I I wasn't. I didn't laugh at some Twitter user when someone said, um, Four Nails is coming." I was absolutely convinced that a defensive midfielder was coming and not an attacking midfielder. And I said, someone said, 
Fawn Elves is coming, and I and, and and the name of the person was in his dreams, and I went in his dreams. Right? I was wrong. I don't mind admitting I was wrong. I was absolutely focused on a defensive midfielder coming and not attacking midfielder. I don't. I haven't got. I haven't got so much of an ego that I'm not prepared to say put my hands up when I got something wrong. I got it wrong. I I thought that we were going after defensive midfielder. And in the end, we decided we signed an attacking midfielder. Oh. So move, move along, along he got you know? it wrong. So we Bring get things up, wrong sometimes. Right, Kenneth Baker's son, David. Uh, that's an old joke for uh, news readers. If we sign Gomez or Wilson, this this is this is the uh, this is uh, our friend, the chair of the this. OSB. Yeah. Uh, where yeah. do you think we will finish in the? Well, see, I'm not going. Uh, he's used EPL. Listen, Dave, mate, you're from Cambridge, yeah? You're not from Cambridge, Massachusetts. You're from Cambridge in Cambridge land. It's not the EPL. It's the Premier League, mate. It's not called the EFA Cup, is it? It's not called the EFA Cup because we don't need to use the word E because we invented the game, mate, in the Premier League. If If we sign Gomez, Wilson or someone of that ilk, I think we can finish seventh. If we don't, I think we will finish. No, no I think we'll finish between eighth and twelfth. That's where I think. Okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, Lord Toby Bean with the poshest name on this Facebook group. Anyway, uh, it looks very much like former West Ham son turned pantomime villain Frank Lampard, brackets junior, will be taking the hot seat at Chelsea. We already love to hate our West Ham neighbour. Will this ramp up the chanting and good nature abuse? But who is the biggest anti-West Ham villain in your eyes? Right? Ince, Defoe, Fat Frank, or is it a toss-up between Brady and Allardyce? Whoever you choose, the home clash against Chelsea is about to get even more fun. Big Fat, Big Fat Frank. Um, I'm surprised Payet's not in there, because a lot of people don't like him either. Only the new And, um... Uh, who else? Ince, Defoe, Fat Frank. Brady or Allardyce? Well, uh, you answer first. (laughs) It's a tough one for me. And it is. I forgive... (laughs) Between Allardyce and Brady. I I can forgive Ince, Defoe and Fat Frank because, you know, they they did stupid things at stupid times that we've all done. You know, Allardyce is arrogant. Darth Vader of football, and Brady is the Lord Sith destroyer. Uh, so for me, it's Brady. So I, I like what, you. you think I think Brady is I think Ince was badly advised. Defoe was young and badly advised. Fat Frank was naive and, and felt a little bit defense of his father. Uh, I haven't got a problem with Brady. I haven't got a problem really with Allardyce. Um, I'll go for Terry Brown. I know he's not in his in the list. Well, funny you should say that because Paul Chopperavis went Terry Brown. Yeah, but Michael oh, Malin said it's got to be Ince, which I disagree with. I think Ince was... All right, okay. Yeah, Terry uh, Brown. Sean Ryan, I've read today we're linked with Callum Wilson. Would this be a good move? 
I don't know if it is. I mean, remember, they wanted 75 million for him last year. Uh, apparently, they won't let him go for less than 60 million now. He's had a lot of injury troubles. I'm not convinced. I would, I would prefer Maxi Gomez a hundred times more than Callum Wilson. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think Wilson's not a bad Premier League striker, to be fair. Um, I wouldn't be adverse. Uh, adverse. E- even I can forgive his handball goal against us. So, yeah, not a bad move. Uh, moving on to Mr. Dodds. Dodsy, Kia Ora boys from New Zealand, though he's on holiday in Australia. Kia Ora. Uh, with this in Dodsy. mind, Nigel, can you please read this message in an Australian accent? And then, and then change it to New Zealand accent. I'm not really good with my accents at the moment. I'd like to hear the difference. I don't know, New Zealand accent. Yeah, they're quite the same, mate, because they go the same, up and they? down. Look, they look like, like prostitutes niggas. <laughs> they have to, Australian has to elongate every word they say. And, yeah, apologies. And they have apologies to finish on to an all upwards, our friends down under. And rather than on a downward coat. Uh, but the, the Australians seem to have more of a whine that sort of irritates your ears than the Kiwis, but I would say that because I've got more Kiwi friends than Australians. Uh, Apologies for the whole continent of (laughs) Australasia. (laughs) Will Sean be going on a romantic holiday with Merian to Glastonbury this year? I hear Merian has plenty of room in his four-man tent. Well, I'd love to. I, I'm, me and Marion are, are really good friends now, and we we do uh, we take selfies together every time we see each other. Um, yeah, well, maybe if they've got a four man tent, then maybe Dodsey, Shedman, myself, and uh, and Marion can all go to Glastonbury. But let's hope that that is a oh, uh, yeah. multi-use tent, not a one single use. And yeah. don't forget to don't take yeah. any plastic with you, uh, Marion. And all the light and clear all your own crap up. And he also he says, Sean, will you concede it was a lie now after Amma's chat roasted you, please? I don't a know. A lie about what? I I answered truthfully in the Hammers chat stuff. I don't know what he's saying is a lie. You know I don't like the word lie. What the lie was. And do you think the Canon Town Lens four nail sketch was his best yet, like I do? (laughs) It was very good. I don't think it's the best because I love the musical songs uh, even better. Um, I, I forget which one I like the best. Give them the it, old razzle it's dazzle. up there, Four Nails. Razzle Dazzle, that's it. I love Razzle Dazzle. So it does it really I mean, beat I, Razzle I, Dazzle? No. I like it. It, it was good. funny because when Four Nails was announced, I thought, yeah, there's a comedy sketch I could write for West Ham Till I Die. And then I found that Canning Town Len had beat me to it. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. So yes. can I ask you a question, actually, while we're on the subject? Are you, just to get this out of the way, are no, you Canning Town Len? Right. Are, are you good uh, with animation? I, 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 if you listen to Gonzo, I couldn't draw a pair of curtains, uh, but I have yeah. proved him wrong there. There you go. Uh, Nigel no, is not Canning Town Len. Sadly right. to say, but I am not that clever. Uh, Maid Marian, talk to the devil, and, and Sheba appears. With £25 million mm-hmm. already spent and a possible further £45 million on Gomez, 25. does that now mean yeah. the cupboard is bare? 
if it is, are you worried that with all the outgoings, it could leave us down to our bare bones? Is Fornells seen as a replacement for Lanzini? And finally, with George and John no longer season ticket holders, will they still be part of the podcast team? Or will they be forming their own, like the people's front of Judea? Splitters. Let's see if Sean gets that last reference. I do get it, right? I have watched Monty Python. I don't live in a vacuum. Yeah. Um, John and George say they are continuing on on the podcast. Uh, Couldn't do it on the last podcast. Uh, and um, the cupboard will probably be bare. I just don't know how we're going to... Uh, I think, um, as I said, I don't think they're spending any more than $35 million on Gomez. I don't know if they can afford that, never loan uh, how they're going to pay for the $25 million for four now. So we are down to our bare bones already, but we've taken a hell of a lot of cash off our um, wage bill, and that will help. No. Does that answer the question, Marion? Looking forward to staying in the tent for Glastonbury? Who's headlining Glastonbury, by the way? Uh, I don't know. I must admit. Can I bring the girlfriend? Well, you have to ask Mary, isn't it? Okay, um, yeah. I don't know. Can you? Would you want to, really? Wouldn't you like lads weekend away? No? Would, would you not have more fun? Well, you, you yeah. Dodsy, Mary, and a... me <laughs> in a tent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to that's a awesome. <laughs> You and three out-of-towners. Yeah, me and three out-of-towners. But technically, I would be the out-of-towner because we're going to be in Somerset, which is like Dodsy Merrion tree, yeah, true. Like, you know, true. territory. So we'd be the out-of-towners. Anyway, we, we have uh, hit two hours. We're nearly so. done. Taffy <laughs> Wallback, good old Taff out in uh, China land. <laughs> he said something else and I had to stop myself. No news is good news. These supporter groups need sorting out. Too many of them not doing much. 450 mil. My guess is the decimal point was put in the wrong place. It should be 45 quid. Well done, Taff. Thanks for that. Real insight, Taffy. As good as ever. And last but not least, Lou Aaron Trout. I bet the ball is spitting feathers. Good good one, this. I bet the ball is spitting feathers that Rafa's now available on a free. (laughs) I can't see it, but could they sack Pellas and bring in the fat Spanish waiter? No. I mean, it's, this is an interesting question. Who would you rather, Pellegrini or Rafa Benitez? Uh, Assuming that he's uh, um, Pellegrini is not already one year in, let's just say it's a. We've well, just got rid of um, David Moyes. So let's, and you've let's got compare a choice, them. Straight choice. Because yeah, what you've got to compare them is. Yeah. So Rafa, I think he won the title in Spain. Uh, He's won the UEFA Cup. He's won the European Cup with Liverpool. Won the FA Cup. Uh, finished runners-up in the league with Liverpool. Uh, managed Real Madrid, but not very well. But then won the UEFA Cup with Chelsea. Pellegrini managed Real Madrid. Uh, Comes second, but with a points tally like Liverpool this season, that would have won the league every other year apart from that year. Uh, was wrong to get the sack. Goes to Man City, wins the title with Man City um, in his first season, I believe, but then there's two fallow seasons. But basically, he knew he was being shown the door for Pep whenever Pep come available. So he knew he was on an eye into nothing. 
So, but personally, I prefer Pellegrini. Good. I'm a bit long-winded to get there because it looked like I was erring on Benitez. It was, yeah. But personally, I do, be- I do prefer Pellegrini. If, though, we hadn't had Pellegrini and they were both available, it wouldn't have bothered me if we'd have got Benitez. Because I do think he's a good manager. What about for you? Uh, I, Pellegrini, all the way. Uh, right, I'm having a look at mentions on the... Uh, Swiss sphere. Uh, I don't understand this. Was this to us? I, I read it up. If, Hark at all you, you lot being posh just because you bought an Audi. Is that Audi gate? Is, is that to us? What? I don't know. I ain't got an Audi. I've got a Volkswagen van. Oh, that was in uh, in in reply to get those Tevez marks on order for October the 26th for the visit of our friends oh, right. from Sheffield. So maybe a little bit late. Um, so basically nothing on Twitter. Oh, right. <laughs> there is. Hang on a minute. <laughs> I'm I'm just not uh, men- mentions. Oh God! Look, it's the easy way to do this it. Is, is not find where up. you've asked a question. Click on that. The answers are below it. Don't. Yeah, no, no, they're all basically they're all, they're all, all from the 14th. Aren't they? they're, they're all old ones from uh, from yeah. the 14th of June. Nothing. So the answer is there's nothing on Twitter. So is that now? We are at two minutes, at two minutes, two hours and ten. I don't think it's going to be a three-hour uh, podcast to, to rival our friends over who, who did one uh, with Jimmy Walker. Is there anything else you want to discuss here before we uh, we say good night, good day, or good morning uh, to the listeners? No, is there? I don't think no, so. I think we've covered everything that should do them for the next three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um, goodbye from me, Sean. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Nigel. Come on, you irons. Bye. Disclaimer, more than just a podcast has nothing to do with Nigel's impressions or stereotypes he creates during the show. All lawsuits should be addressed to Nigel Khan somewhere in the East End. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.